0: Dragi gledatelji i slušatelji podcasta između redaka dobrodošli u novu epizodu. Ne događa se često da nas posjećuju inozemni autori, a pogotovo kada ti inozemni autori pišu o Hrvatskoj. No to se danas mijenja. U gostima imam novozelansku autoricu PJ McKay, a u sljedećih 40 minuta otkriće nam sve o svojoj debitanskoj knjizi o Hrvatskoj. Vrijeme otkrivanja. Hi, PJ! <laughs> And welcome to Croatia. Thank you. Uh, we were talking uh, before the the shooting uh, about your name actually because I couldn't Google it. I couldn't find it on the internet. So please explain uh, why PJ on the book and what is your real,
1: na- real name? Okay. Or well, please call me Pip or
0: Thank Pitta. you. That's, um, that's I'll call you PJ. Easier. It's cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> P- PJ McKay. You know? <laughs> um, no, the reason I chose it was because when I was thinking, what name do I put on the book? Obviously, you. Use choose your own but I checked and there was another writer in Australia who was Pip Mackay and I thought okay (laughs) what else could I use PJ was my middle name is Jane and PJ was a affectionate name my dad used to call me so I thought OK, that's nice. You know, PJ oh, Mackay.
0: That's actually really professional that you Googled it before and not just put your own name and that's it. So yeah, kudos mm, to that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so you came to us from New Zealand. Where? When did you arrive to Croatia? How was your trip and what is the purpose of so your I'm sounding like the, the people on the border? What is your purpose is of your coming purpose to Croatia? Of the, yeah, of
1: the trip? well, my purpose is to be here when um, my novel um when it releases which is just really exciting for me uh we arrived i came with my husband and we arrived here yesterday so that was monday the 6th and um, it took us basically we left new zealand on saturday and we flew via dubai had a few uh uh, 24 hours to acclimatize kind of (laughs) and then arrived yeah the temperature is much nicer here than what it was in dubai Oh and i was sick of seeing sand by the
0: end of it (laughs) (laughs) and how long are you staying and what are are your plans Uh, after this um,
1: where the main book promotion is uh, today so that's lovely and then uh, we will go and do some uh, touring i've been to croatia before but um, i've never visited istria and my husband hasn't been to Plitvice lakes so Mm -hmm. we're going to Plitvice first and then istria and spending about eight or nine days there and then we're also going to go into Slovenia and have a little tour there and then come back to Zagreb.
0: Uh, I have to ask because I uh, was vacationing in Istria since I was a small child so where are you going to Istria exactly? (laughs) Well
1: we're we're going to, we've we've picked out different places around, Uh, uh, Labin we'll go to first and uh, we'll definitely go to Pula uh, Ravine, uh, I think we have three nights there, uh, Motavan, mm-hmm. yeah, and then okay. back to the all coast the, the best, and up, yeah, I think part. all the best parts, and <laughs> we have a car, uh, we like to just, you know, hang out in a place and, and check it out, but from what I could see, there's, there's so much to see and explore. And I like the fact that um, that it's like heart, the heart shape, and yeah, there's something. I just thought it would be perfect.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. You'll yeah. have fun there. Uh, you mentioned Slovenia, and you've mentioned the tour. Is it a book tour or just your tu- tourist tour? No, just tourist tour. Okay. Yeah, for for
1: it's just another place that we hadn't been to. Yeah.
0: Uh, so tell me a bit more about your book because we usually. Are really looking forward to international authors because Croatia is really small and we don't get visited a lot. But there's also a special story with your book. There is, yeah. And I guess I should also say New Zealand
1: is also very small.
0: <laughs> so, how many people are there in New Zealand? Uh,
1: similar to Croatia. Oh, seriously, I five million. Yeah, okay. so similar, similar size. Which so is, you know everything. Which is yeah, which is nice. Um, yeah, and, and the reason that um, I'm here is because Zanania um, were interested in publishing the story because it has at its heart a um, Croatian woman, um, Gabriela, who uh, in the late 1950s is exiled by her family. She holds a secret. Uh, she is basically forced to go to New Zealand and make her way there. And um, what she does as a new immigrant, so part of the story is definitely looking at um, the what it's like to be a be an immigrant in a strange country. And then the other part of the book explores sort of the mother and daughter relationship because um, her daughter Louisa, who is a Kiwi, she's born in New Zealand, but to Croatian parents, she has this passion that she wants to return to the homeland and um, she's uh, very annoyed at her mother because her mother has the secret and she's cut herself off from her family on Kortula,
0: mm-hmm.
1: her brother Josip who's still alive and, and his family and Louisa wants to sort of experience that culture. So she goes behind her mother's back to come return in in 1989 to try and unpick her mother's story. So, yeah, that's kind of the genesis of the book.
0: I know that for an author, the most annoying question is oh, where did you get the inspiration for your <laughs> book? But since you're a debut author, uh, I, I don't think that you find this question boring yet. So what was the I inspiration don't. for the book? I
1: don't at all. <laughs> um, it was a, a slightly funny story. I uh, chose to sign up just randomly for a creative writing course um, in New Zealand it was a six-week course I thought that would be fun it was a whim honestly I I never actually thought that I would write a novel so I went along to the course and the tutor said okay well what's your idea what are you going to write Uh, I didn't actually have an idea (laughs) (laughs) so he said to step yourself back over your um, timeline over your the your life and then walk your way through it and there'll be something that will be inspirational, something that will will stick. And I walked myself back uh, to 1989 and at that stage I was in my early 20s. Um, I was on a big backpacking adventure. It's a common thing with um, Kiwis and Australians to put their backpack on and come right to the other side of the world and see as much as you can. Uh, very cheaply. So I was with a, a girlfriend, and we chose to come into Yugoslavia as it was then um, through a very little known border crossing, and we got ourselves into some trouble as young women. And the other thing that happened, I guess, in coming into Yugoslavia was we were traveling around, and in Macedonia that republic felt as if I'd stepped back in time. It, was, it felt very poor. It was like nothing uh, that I had ever experienced. It, it had a big impact on me. And then when I came to, uh, crossed and came over to Croatia and I visited Dubrovnik, it just stole my heart. <sighs> and I'll never forget that impression I had as a young woman to see the beautiful uh, straden and the the limestone in those buildings that had a very italian sort of feel it really felt like i'd arrived in europe which you know i had only dreamed about before so um, i guess you know along with that as i moved through again i was in london the war broke out that broke my heart i just i Thought about what was happening in the country. It had a big impact because I thought, well, we were travelling through as two young women. We were naive to what was happening. We knew there was the inflation. We knew there was. There felt some tension, but um, we didn't. We didn't know. We were just travelling through, and to realise how close we'd been to that um, in 1991, you know, hmm. end of 1990, it was, it, it, it it felt yeah it it just made me stop and pause and think and then I also had got to know some very um, wonderful friends through the Croatian community they were part of our school group with my children at that school and I got to know a particular family and um my friend Louise, her mother Tonka, she uh, told me the story about when she had come to New Zealand from the island of uh, Suchirai. Um Island or coast.
0: Uh, island. Island. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she, she. I'm,
0: I'm terrible in geography. Okay. So, well, yeah. she came. Yeah. <laughs> she she
1: came to New Zealand in 1959, and she told me about the journey she'd had the problem she'd had when she'd arrived, how, she, how it was for her as a new immigrant. And I just sort of thought, okay, um, how can I make a story out of this? And so I just thought, okay, why don't I have a woman coming from, I chose Cortula because although I hadn't been at the time, I could see that the architecture was um, very similar um, to what Dubrovnik was. I'd written a very good travel diaries, so I knew I would be able to describe it and also with the google images and things like that i wanted gabriella to come from an island to an island from you <laughs> know from cortula to new zealand and i thought well okay i need to make a make this into a interesting story so she's coming with a secret and she's been exiled against her will to a country and she has to make her way how how, how is that and how long can she hold on to that secret well, as it turned out, she holds on to it for 30 years, and her daughter, Louisa, who is a very proud Croatian Kiwi and really wanting to return to the homeland and to sort of discover her roots, I guess, um, it's very important to her. She comes behind her mother's back to try and uncover that secret. And that was the premise of the novel, and from there, I, yeah, just started to, to write or to learn how to write, I guess.
0: No. I mean, is it common that the other uh, people from the group uh, wrote an actual novel after the, well, <laughs> the the workshop? Not in that particular
1: group. There were, I think, uh, there was a children's writer who had a book published, um, and I know there's one woman who's very close to finishing her, her book. Um, I basically, I said in the interview we had before that it just—it was a story that just grabbed me and it wouldn't let me go. So even though I had signed up for that course just as a, a thing to do for six weeks, yeah. it, it just captured my interest and it wouldn't let me go. And so then I just kept writing and writing and trying to get some of the story down. And it was in 2000 and beginning of 2017 that I was accepted into a um, master's course at the Auckland University. And that was a small group of 12 other writers who were also trying to write their first novel or their second, in in the case of um, Rosetta Allen, who was on the course. And um, it was that course, that master's course, under Paula Morris's guidance, where I kind of got the roadmap for the novel and was able to sort of see how it had to be written and what the shape of it would look like. Because when I'd gone into the course, I had uh, started, where I started writing was with Louise's story because that was what I knew Mm -hmm. because here she was coming on that same trip that I'd made into Macedonia. So that's where I started. But uh, Paula Morris uh, said, Pip, if this is Gabriella's story, so she has to tell the story. Louisa can be part of it; she can be part of drawing that story out, but it's Gabriella's story to tell. So she said, "You have to, you have to start with Gabriella, and she has to, t- she has to tell the story in first person, because she's withholding a secret." And so that's where I, you know, got going. And unfortunately, with the masters. Um, we don't to, to get your masters, you don't have to submit a full novel. Uh, you have to submit 40,000 words, and, and you know, so that's about a third of a novel, half of a novel, that kind of size to get your master's. But unfortunately, she didn't come up with the roadmap until the middle of the master's year, so you can imagine <laughs> I was then furiously writing, which is not a bad thing, right? To have a deadline, so to, to actually get those first words out of Gabriella's um, before I had to hand in. And um, you know, at the end of the year. Yeah.
0: Uh, when did you sign up for the course, and when did you finish the first draft or the last draft for the masters course? Uh, well, overall. Overall. Oh, okay. so so. so the Wh- initial when did you course, start writing the initial and when course? Did you finish? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the initial course was in um, April 2016. Uh, no, 2014. Oh. 2014. I did the masters in 2017. I finished the first draft of on your the novel,
0: son's birthday, right? yeah. on my son's birthday, I was stalking you. <laughs>
1: because you were, so being a, being a teenager, and of course it's all about me, um, he said to me at the beginning of the year, when are you going to finish this novel, you know, you need a deadline, you need a deadline. And so he said, it has to be finished by my birthday, the 13th of June. And it, it, honestly, it was no word of a lie that on that day, I was sitting in my office. It was 2.30 in the afternoon and I wrote, I, I finally, I just was, I finished. I just wrote it, wrote out the last word, how it was going to end. And I thought, that's it. I've written, I have written a novel. It wasn't, of course, that was, it wasn't finished then, but I was lucky to, um, to be accepted or to get a, a chance to have the novel reviewed by a New Zealand novelist through the New Zealand Society of Authors. So she took, that draft and I was of course thinking right when am I going to publish it Um, so this is 2018 and she came back to me um, I think it was August and she said she had a a page of uh, complimentary um, things Uh, descriptive writing is great immigrant story appeals it'll be you know it's it's an interesting story but (laughs) you're at the stage that many um, young writers are at where your characters are there you're pushing them around the page they're doing all the things they need to do but they haven't got any flesh on them they haven't got clothes or they don't feel Mm. like real people you need to go back now and sit with those characters and really get to know them and so that was what i did basically in the next second and the third drafts is sat sat down and just worked on fleshing out those characters to make them feel real so that was the, for me, that was the best part of the writing because the story was there. It was just kind of making it better.
0: So I, ha- I have to re- rewind for a second. Did you buy your son a birthday present or was your oh, novel the yeah. birthday So I,
1: finish, I finished my, my novel. I do a few fist pumps in the office and then he has a strange thing that he, he, he loves food, but he always likes to have paella on mm-hmm. his birthday. I actually really don't know how to make paella (laughs) properly. Every time I go to make it for his birthday, I'm getting this recipe, this recipe and trying to combine it. And it seems to work out in the end. So, yeah, I had to go downstairs and it was then all about him again. I have a photo of him (laughs) carrying his paella pan. That's probably like the
0: moment she's written a novel. And that's it. We can go with our lives now. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We can get on. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So, what was the next step? You finished your first and second and third draft. Yeah. The, it was. I was lucky through the
1: um, through the master's course. My um, one of the examiners had been a Croatian woman, and her mother had actually come from the island of Kvar and the also in 1959. <laughs> so she'd taken quite a special interest in the story and hadn't seen it completed. So she said to me. I'd like to, if you would like, I'm happy to review the whole novel and um, particularly from that Croatian sort of lens to be able to have a look to see if anything is is out of place. So um, her name is Dr Nina Nola and um, she um, took the second draft and gave me advice, feedback on a few things that, um, you know, didn't, didn't sort of work or Some things like, um, she said there's no uh, mention of any, uh, we call the deli is the term we use for the Croatian people and they Mm -hmm. refer to themselves as delis, Um, the deli picnic um, that should be mentioned in the book. And so those sort of things just help you to go back and then sort of add in details of 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 that and you know doesn't necessarily have to be a whole chapter or a scene it could be just a a mention so those little things she helped me with Mm. Mm. and And then yeah the i guess the, the the third the third draft then went to uh an editor and uh stephen stratford uh took the words and and he really just um oh he just he makes them better you know um, he it was, it was a learning for me, actually, for the role of an editor, um, what they can bring to a novel, and as well as being a ferocious fact-checker, he mm. was... Uh, there's a um, scene in the book where Gabriella, um, and this shows you just some of the, the, the basic thing, but where she's hanging Rocco, the guy that she's working with, his wife-front underwear on mm-hmm. the washing line, and Stephen came back and he said, I'm not sure that Y-front underwear were really a thing in the 1950s. I'm going, really? <laughs> what, what planet are you on? Are you a male or, or what? And um, he, 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 But he put it out to Twitter and asked and suddenly there was this whole, you know, Ferrari coming through on, on Twitter and some guy at the university in um, in Christchurch came back and said, absolutely, they were definitely a thing and they'd been <laughs> issued to all of our servicemen going off to the war and things like that. But he did do a lot of, he did find things that I'd got wrong. Um, I'd put the, the Dalmatian club in the wrong place in 1989. Um, he was really really helpful um, in working out a system for uh, threading some of the Croatian language through the novel so obviously you know it's different different when it's written in Croatian but in English I'd threaded through some Croatian words phrases that would just sort of bought it you know brought it to life and he, he developed a good system for when to use that when to not um and yeah then he um just this crafting of the words it was still my story but it just felt so much better so yeah all kudos to
0: editors out there i just yeah i think they they're, they're an amazing resource uh was mm-hmm. it hard to like kind of draw back from your novel because it's your baby it's your debut novel and you have to give it to an editor who will scratch out some of your words and sentences and everything but you're you seem kind of really grateful uh yeah i was for your editor
1: i think i think i'm probably a person that um that i, I value other people's skills and I th- don't think that anybody can be like a total package. Um, for me, my punctuation is shocking. <laughs> so I knew that I needed to, for, th- for that reason alone, I needed an editor. But um, it was interesting. I think I trusted him so much. I mean, he's one of New Zealand. Unfortunately, Stephen passed away last year. So I feel, you know, I feel very sad about that. It was far too soon. But he was one of New Zealand's you know best editors and he was looking at my words and if he was going to say to me you're overwriting this I would look at it and say yeah actually you're right and so um, there wasn't very much that I sort of uh, pushed back on um most of it and he and it wasn't i think also because it was at the stage where it was at its third draft it had been fairly well worked by that stage so there wasn't huge sort of cut and slash sort of thing it was it really did feel more like polishing so yeah and how did you get uh, published publisher in, New- in New Zealand? Well, that was interesting. Um, that was a decision I made in March 2020. I had, had Stephen had, had come back with the edited novel um, by Christmas time of 2019. I, New Zealand shuts down in January and February, mm-hmm. it's sort of like holiday time and it's hopeless to try and send it out. And then COVID hit and I just thought actually life's too short um i had already shared it with a number of people like my book club um you know who sort of read it and gave me really good feedback and i thought uh, my mum had um she had been sort of struck down with this mystery illness like a it was actually another virus but she ended up in hospital and um for for a whole month and we nearly lost her. It was a very unexpected um, thing. And she's now immunocompromised. And so when COVID, with the news of COVID, it felt like she could just be gone you know like it it felt very real that we could we could um we could lose her sort of at a you know at a heartbeat and she had also been quite instrumental in the book in terms of um just feeding me with inspiration sometimes from life in the 50s i would looked a lot at photos and things like that and of course i wanted to have her be able to hold this book in her hands so i actually made the decision that i would then go alone and publish it myself and um and then i had just that started off a whole new thing of of learning about how to market and um and how to actually do this but it just everything fell into place for me it was it, it um i had a friend who could um, i asked if she would like to paint the cover paint, paint a canvas for the cover She did that during the lockdown and honestly it was just like, it's perfect. We found a good photographer um, who could then, you know, take uh, the the right image that we could then use. Um, There's a company in in New Zealand called Your Books who were able to, um, I knew, could produce a book and Mm -hmm. print it and my niece is a designer so she was able to do sort of the you know the cover layout and and you know the to work out how it's going to look and things on the spine and all the rest of it so that was that i'd already started um in the november of the year prior when i'd given the novel to steven i thought okay i'm going to publish this book however way um, i need to sort of build up some sort of social media Um, So I started a Facebook and an Instagram page and I'd gathered quite a bit of momentum even by March in terms of just the interest of, okay, well, what's going to happen? How do you do this? So I sort of took people along with me on that journey. Um, I had a huge amount of serendipity um, (laughs) and luck um, in April, uh, May, when I learnt that I had um, a prize that I had submitted for in the February also just on a whim, um, which was uh, the First Pages Prize, which was focusing on the, um, obviously the, the first sort of part of the novel, it's half a chapter, the hook of the novel, so that's what it's sort of um, celebrating, that thing of drawing readers in. I learnt that I had won that prize. <laughs> so that was a, um, an international prize. Uh, the judge was Sebastian Foulkes, um, famous. British author. So, of course, that was going to give, you know, a lot of um, kudos to it, which helped in the PR campaign, which I'd organised. So it sort of just snowballed, really. And it meant that I got a distributor who picked me up and could um, sort of put the books all around New Zealand. So that was in in the stores, Um, there was the social media, there was the PR, there was, you know, interviews and what have you. And when it um, published in um, August of 2020, it just went straight to the top 10 list and it sat on that list for 10 weeks. And so it was it was like, oh, my God, you know, and I was also able at that time um, to do quite a bit of touring around New Zealand. So I did quite a lot of my own promotion linking up with bookstores and coming and having interviews, talking to groups. Um, Yeah, it just it just went like that. And then an agent picked me up. Um, that was Nadine from High Spot um, Literary, and she contacted Zanania. And so I knew, sort of, by. Um, in May of, of 2021, that um, I was, it was going to be published in Croatia. It's a dream come true.
0: Yeah, I just I just wanted to tell you that please don't ruin it for other authors because your story uh, sounds perfect. Did it's, you have any obstacles yes. during your way? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think the I think the main obstacle of going alone is um, is just that thing of having to be that expert. And marketing and all that—it's expensive, so I think you know that, that that was and and it and it's not profitable. So and I don't think for any author it's it's hard to make a really good living as a as an author. So I think that's probably been um, one of the one of the things. It's been really hard as a um, to to make impact in overseas markets. So for example. I only concentrated on um, releasing a paperback version in New Zealand, so that was my focus. It did really well, and I thought, okay, this can do well in other markets. So um, in 2021, I released a ebook and the audio book, and I did lots of learning as to how to do that. But that's been that's been quite hard to get a foothold without having the backing of hmm. a publisher. Um, in another country where you're not known has been has been tricky. And there's no reason why it can't do well in Australia um, or in America. It's the similar story, the immigrant story. Women, um, woman, mother, daughter—you know—it's a travel. There's lots of things in there that are relatable, but it's just hard to get that, um, get that footing.
0: And y- you still didn't get it right—the the footing in USA or Australia. It's, or... I mean, the book is the book is available
1: um, through Amazon, an ebook through Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's done okay, and it's and it gives an income, but it's not. it it could do a lot better the same thing for an audiobook you know that was released in um, october again it's done it's done really well but there's things you have to do you have to just you know you have to put it up for deals and things like that and i just haven't got my head around all of that yet so yeah Uh,
0: you've mentioned at one point that you were in the office uh, you were working for a company are you still working or are you a full-time author now Um, As a result of um, having written the novel, I was approached by
1: a company called Life Stories New Zealand and so I've written, I've been now writing family stories, so it's true stories um, for a family. So my role is to listen and to kind of bring that story to life to make it, you know, a readable um, and, you know, um, to I, I guess to work out what needs to be put in the book and not and 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 the family get a nice you know coffee table sort of um, style book with photographs and things at the end um, so yeah that's been a really lovely um, way to sort of get some income um, as well you know from the from the writing it was it was nice to be paid. <laughs>
0: yeah it doesn't happen very often no no it it, it doesn't yeah
1: yeah so um and i guess uh, you know like in comparison um with working with the zenania team it's it's just been so nice to have people sort of take over that role of the marketing and you can just be the writer and you can just just be the writer do your promotion
0: do your interviews and that's it yeah Yeah. so i think you know having having you know
1: it's not something that i would ever change um, and I'm very proud of, of, of what I've achieved, um, but I think um, having a publisher uh, you know, t- t- to help you along is a really lovely relationship and one I'd probably like to foster for the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what are your expectations from the Croatian market? Because I don't know how much Znania told you, but we're, uh, I know that Croatia is really small, but Croatian book market is really small. Croatians don't like reading, uh, I would say, as much as some other um, country, uh, some other countries in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, what's the situation in New Zealand with the reading and publishing, and um, what are your expectations regarding uh, to it?
1: Well, I think um, I, 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 my expectations are just um, that uh, they're probably, probably reasonably low. I mean, for me to see the book here and to feel like it's come home in, in lots of ways is a is really great. I would like that. I would like readers to um, to pick the book up and to find um, to find it's true to its to its heritage. That there are things in the book that they can um, relate to, even though it's been written by a New Zealander. Um, I think. Uh, that that the, they will they, they will likely know a lot of know some they'll know someone that's gone to Australia or New Zealand and they will maybe find that interesting to you know to um, to see what that experience might be like um, yeah and I guess in terms of the the expectations in terms of the market I think it's probably similar to New Zealand you know like there's only, it's only so big, the population is is similar size and um, and books are books and they're made for sharing and so yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I hope it will be similar to what it was in New Zealand that it's that, it's it's that market, it's kind of written for that market and so some momentum can build, it's a great summer read, you know.
0: Uh, were you ever considering during your writing to come to Croatia? Were you? I, I know that you said that you had a lengthy uh, travel diary, but were you afraid of writing about islands or places that you never visited? And were you considering of coming to Croatia while you were writing it? Yes, um, I was. Ve- I was very con- well. Actually, I didn't
1: let the concern about writing. Um, a story that wasn't my own in in a way because there is that thing about cultural um, appropriation and when uh, close to when i was finishing it um, the book dirt music uh, came out in america and there was a huge uproar about um, the the author sort of you know writing about Me- the Mexican people when it wasn't her own culture mm. so when that came out I went oh okay <laughs> but I think um, I also view it as quite a universal story and I think um, I'd had so much um, help and also um, some support through the um, Croatian club in, in New Zealand so I just thought. I, I don't think i really sort of thought too hard and i and i think actually the fact that zanania picked the book up that's for me is a an affirmation that um you did you know, something great right.
0: yeah, <laughs> well it's
1: just an affirmation that it's yeah that it is true to its to its culture and um we were talking last night and i'm I'm quite a, a perfectionist i guess in terms of and my background is in research so i think that whole um, thing of, of researching something and feeling that you 've got that right is is really important for this type of novel, so there was a lot of research <laughs> <laughs> including you know going and, and reading um, book by books by um, Croatian authors in new zealand we don 't have many. But Amelia Batterstitch is is probably the most well known, and um, you know she's she she died, um, but her books are, are there, and they're they're sort of that example. So I used I went back and used that. I used, watched a lot of um, um, sort of interviews and videos on TV to kind of you know just to pick up certain things, and sometimes I think that an outsider can sometimes more easily see the things that are unique or um, that really define a culture rather than getting too bogged down with a lot of the the heart stuff that comes into it. So I think there's some advantages, but yes, I was worried.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think what's really interesting is that we always kind of... uh, receive it as flattering when someone is writing or talking or uh, making a movie about Croatia. Yeah. So I think that it will be very well received. But what's more interesting is that I think that your book will be better received than if Croatian writer wrote <gasps> that, that story. That is such,
1: <laughs> it is such a weird thing yeah. because it is the same in New Zealand. Yeah, that's
0: what I wanted to ask you. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, thank you for coming back
0: around to that because... (laughs) You you don't like your own authors, right? No, (laughs) it is getting better.
1: It is definitely that it is definitely getting better, but there is a weird thing that um, that New Zealanders think that somebody from another country um, that they can they can write better than than their own people. So I hope I think it is I think it is the tide is turning in New Zealand. So I really hope that in Croatia that the same thing happens because um, yeah there is absolutely no reason um, that those books are. You know that they're they're often better, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah.
0: But that is yeah, that is an interesting interesting um, parallel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're afraid since you're writing about a really painful period in Croatian history and it's really sensitive. Uh, Thirty years after, it's still sensitive, and people are are arguing about it. Uh, were you afraid that you will step on someone's toes while writing about the pre-war stuff.
1: Um, not so much with that, because the book, the, the, really the only focus um, on in that period is as it was building, mm-hmm. and I think it was an outsider's view. and Which we actually did get while you we were traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't think there's any, well, there's certainly no commentary on that. I think um, I was probably true to the passion of... Um, you know some of that independence and also the views of the older and the younger people um for example with Louise's uncle Yossip and his children there was a disconnect there that that the um his daughter was really fired up and thinking how can you you know how can you want to have the old ways you know but I think that's probably true for anything with you know young and old in any culture, there's that push to try and um, for change, and so uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think, I, I don't imagine that that would be an issue with this book. Um, yeah, that it would. That, that it's really more a historical placemark Important to have that in that it was real. Yes, that was what was happening. Um, a little bit of commentary, um, but not yeah, not much else. No sort of um, certainly no opinion or um, anything to sort of to to step on anyone's toes. Okay, we'll see.
0: <laughs> Do you think so? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, yeah,
1: it would be it would be yeah, it'd be interesting uh, to know.
0: It, yeah, it would be also good PR. Every PR is a good PR. Well, so, so, <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Uh, another question that every author hates is: What are your plans for the future? <laughs> <laughs> um, there is. I mean, when I wrote the book,
1: I actually was determined. Yes, they'll definitely Just to finish it. Right? They'll definitely. Yeah. Well, first of all, to finish it, <laughs> and then to, um, and then that. There, yes, of course, there'll be a sequel. Um, that that is brewing um oh, so the sequel for this book yeah the, oh. i think there is a sequel i think okay. it, i think it does it, it does call out for it but i think it it, you know it's that thing about feeling that passion again for that story and how it's worked, I have got some ideas. Um, the other half of me thinks, no, don't go down that, that line, of course. If you're gonna be a, a, you know a, a, an author and true to yourself, then you write something completely different. I don't know, I think the main thing for me is when that, when that passion, just like this book, when that passion grabs me and it won't let me go. And I think because it takes such a, um, an effort and um, a commitment, it needs to be there. I don't want to do it for the sake of doing it sort of thing.
0: Uh, do you worry about writing the second book because when you were writing the first one uh, no one had any expectations uh, from you other than your family or your son yeah now you kind of have some audience in New Zealand and you will have some in Croatia do you think that uh, the pressure will build up uh, in that way uh, and if, uh yes or, or it will be Motivational, maybe.
1: I think more motivational because right. I think it's been one of the the nicest things has been hearing from readers and hearing their reaction and um, whatever. Of course, there's negative reaction as well. There's reviews that are, are bad. Yeah, too. I, just want, just go, I
0: just wanted to ask you that. You just go, oh, that, that
1: person. It just is not their type of book, or they. Um, or a horrible troll.
0: Yeah, or a horrible troll.
1: You know, you yeah. can't um, you you can't stop that and. Read that's been pretty minor and in in my case Uh, probably what I do hang on to is those emails that readers send me and and it's uh, you know like I think people go oh should I should I bother absolutely it's it's so nice to to have somebody contact you whether they're Croatian whether they're not Croatian at all maybe they, they just have they've got they they enjoyed traveling here that they they take the time to write and say look just loved your book and didn't want it to end. And so it's those sort of comments, I think, that give you confidence. What is the worrying thing is that you haven't um, Learned anything from writing this? It's going to take another
0: six years. Surely it can't <laughs> take that long. <laughs> well, if you ask Marcus Zusak or um, sure. George R.R. R. Martin, it yeah. can take even longer. So
1: be Marcus, yeah, well, I do hold on to Marcus Zusak because I saw him at a writers' festival in um, New Zealand. I think it was maybe around 2018 and after the book thief he um he he said it took him i think 12 years to then yeah, write something Bridget like that Lay. um it was yeah and and so i thought okay well if it can take marcus zusak that <laughs> long <then> what's <laughs> the worry why worry relax <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think that um, uh, the writing will be easier now that you've worked with a lot of editors or do you think that maybe you will also put a weight on yourself just to write better than you did with the first one i'd like to think i could um
1: i've learned and and can write better i certainly when i read now i read in a completely different way so i'm i'm reading and go i can see what you're doing there you know author or you've taken a very easy way out there sort (laughs) of thing so it becomes more of a it's a different way of reading a critical way um yeah, I've I mean I I'm inspired by writers who write really well, you know, like that I I still want to be that that person and I know there's you know there's there's so much more that can be, be done, so absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. So you still like reading? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> because it, it's not like uh, you're reading a book and oh, this is really great. I can't write like that. I will shut it down yeah. because I can't <laughs> send it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So uh, is there any books that you could uh, recommend us uh, for a uh, summer read as well? Well, it depends.
1: I suppose there's always that thing about the type of books that you that you like. Um, I have, having had the conversation about the New Zealand authors, I have been having a a, a real session on New Zealand authors, and there's plenty I could recommend. Um, <laughs> through there. Uh, The latest one I read was um, by a woman called Gigi Fenster and um, it's called A Good Winter and that is kind of like a psychological um, sort of uh, deep dive into uh, a fairly unusual woman's psyche but it was so it was written in a way that was so unusual and so compelling that um, it's it's a completely different book to my own, but I would certainly recommend that. And uh, the other um, the other one that I've read recently is uh, by a woman called Sue Orr, and it's called Loop Tracks. And that's also quite focused on women and women's issues, but beautifully written. So I, I think I admire um, writers who who, you know who 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 write well and who capture me and perhaps take me away from that thing of um, assessing it to actually just the joy of reading and just enjoying being you know carried away by a by a book. The other one that I loved recently was the Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolles. I think um, he's a fabulous writer, and that book I thought was fabulous yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: just to take on a full circle with your book, you told me that you had a friend Tonka and mm-hmm. uh, her daughter Louisa or Louise. L- Louise. Yeah. Uh, did you take your name for uh, the name of the daughter for your book? Uh, kind of my.
1: Yeah. The book is dedicated to my grandmother, mm-hmm. and um, whereas my name is Philippa, uh, her name was Phyllis, and but her middle name was Louisa, and it's always been a name that I've liked. So. I sort of, yes, Louise, my friend was um, inspirational for that and her physical characteristics um, are also, Louisa is, is tall and she has this mop of curly hair. Um, my friend Louise is like that, that's where it stops. I mean, I think, you know, that those are the sort of inspiration that I decided, okay, it, I'll, I'll call her Louisa because it was my grandmother's middle name and my grandmother had, had wanted me to write our own family story there is nothing to tell. It would not be <laughs> a very interesting story. But she said to me, I remember even as a little girl, she said, um, you're going to write a book one day. And of course, at that time, I thought, oh, yeah, right. But
0: any, when I did, I thought, OK, well, I have to dedicate the book in memory of her. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I have to end this uh, conversation on a really strange note. Oh, OK. With, with two questions, okay. which I hope that you will answer positively to. Do you like cats? Do I like cats? No. (laughs) Is that? that Pretty much bums out my my second question. Do you know about mittens?
1: Mittens? Mittens, yeah. As in mittens on a cat?
0: Or mittens, like mittens as in the? It's a really famous New Zealand cat. (laughs) no you don't know about i mean there's a group uh, i know wonderful, about the wonderful <laughs> no there's a group of wonderful life of mittens and like a people from all over the world including including me are in the group <laughs> and it's about uh, i think that it was a wellington cat and now he lives in Oakland, and he was really really famous he actually got the town keys from the mayor he was a really a local celebrity oh my god <laughs> so i was no. kind of hoping
1: to talk to you about that admittance is, but this is really that disappointing is, that is really disappointing that i can <laughs> say to you that with a cat walks into the room i'm like looking at the cat trying not to make eye contact okay, because the it. cat is
0: gonna jump Just stop it we're done go visit croatian we will not speak anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I will. this is a hard pill to swallow, so, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm now I... going to go back and uh, really find out about mittens, and maybe it could be inspirational <laughs> You know, for... what, when you ask me if we're doing this in one take or we can cut it, I think that this is the part where we'll cut it, <laughs> 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 just skip to the part uh, where I wish you farewell. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you a lovely stay in Croatia Thank and uh, of course a lot of fun on your book promotion which mm-hmm. is happening today and I'm really looking forward to to track your book results because I'm really curious yeah. and um, and I'm really looking forward to you as an author in your second book which will hopefully come sooner than which, six years. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> which is, because really, um, you know, part of being back in Croatia is to... Um, to to feel that inspiration again, and um, yeah, and uh, and I think I don't know if I did mention, but I did come back in two thousand and sixteen. No, you didn't. I, and I, I wanted yeah, to ask you, that. and I did. I did then visit Cortula, and so I th- was- that's
0: what I asked you if oh. like you, you wanted to visit Croatia during your writing. Oh, and you didn't did I, mention. Did we get
1: distracted? probably
0: i was thinking about cats you obviously weren't so okay okay <laughs> so you did it was okay yeah
1: no we i did and so and it was it was perfect obviously to be able to walk around and take photos and just soak up the atmosphere so yeah absolutely i've used those photos to go back to and to to help with the you know the writing so yeah it was a two-stage thing there was the 1989 trip then a long hiatus until 2016, and now thankfully I'm back again in 2022. <laughs>
0: perfect. I'm really looking forward to you visiting us again, and uh, hopefully when you do visit with your second book, uh, you'll come here in the studio and we'll talk about middens, right? Yeah, we'll talk about it. I will be well-researched by then. There Thank will be you. not a thing I don't
1: know about middens. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was lovely meeting you. Thanks, it was perfect. <laughs>